Well, happy Thursday there, truthers. This is the first Thursday in the month of December, uh, right after all of you hopefully had your fill of turkey and other goodness on uh, Thanksgiving. I know this has been a tough, tough year for everybody, and as we get into the holiday seasons and everyone's being asked to, uh, to modify their holiday schedules according to CDC guidelines and what's best for the nation as a whole, uh, hang in there, folks. Uh, we're all a little bit, you can sense the tension out there in the air. Uh, people are getting themselves wound up and uh, the craziness is definitely afoot. And that is, uh, that brings me to this week's column. I have, uh, over the course of the pandemic, I have begun to notice um, more and more the amount of outrage and uh I think just plain stir craziness uh, that's seeped into our population. And that's been exacerbated by the fact that we're all sitting around our houses, just sitting inside of our own heads and reading way too much stuff on the internet. And listen, the internet is absolutely one of the best things that's happened in the last 50 years, but it's also one of the worst. And what I mean by that is that the internet is, while it can be a fountain of information, it can also be a fountain of misinformation. And if the last eight months or so have proven us, uh, proven anything to us about that, it, it's exactly that. It, uh, the, the internet has become a haven, a safe haven really, for pure misinformation. And I started seeing a lot of this uh, when it came to the pandemic and about some people saying it was a hoax, even though you can walk into a front, you can walk into any hospital yourself and see plenty of real, very real COVID patients uh, sitting there on respirators um, and, and about to die. And uh, and while um, you know, I understand some claims about it maybe being you know exaggerated. Um, the the fact of that there are internet conspiracy theories out there. Um, regarding the regarding covid is, is just plain crazy to me and of course this got even worse when it came to uh the presidential election here in 2020 when we started seeing um a ton of misinformation spread very much like what happened in 2016 other except at this time a lot of that misinformation was being pushed not even by russian hackers but by um right-wing conservatives themselves and uh, in an attempt to try to attack a guy who's essentially, you know, listen, you, you might not like Joe Biden, uh, but you can't call him Sleepy Joe and a uh, complete crook at the same time. The, the, those two dynamics just don't work. And, and both of them were trying to get pushed. And, <clears throat> and some of the crazy, crazy conspiracy theories that have crept up in the last few years between QAnon and the idea that, uh, that there was voter fraud in the 2020 election, even without evidence. And what's crazy is that more and more um, we are insulating ourselves from information. We're using the internet to, to surround ourselves with like-minded people who don't question the crazy conspiracy theories that are out there. And so we go further and further down a rabbit hole of misinformation. And of course, the um, best example of this is um, when Facebook was put into the position of having to fact check because there was such a barrage of misinformation coming from the right, um, both before and after the 2020 election, uh, they found uh, a lot of the conservatives, including one of the friends that I wrote about in this column, uh, a lot of these folks 
you know, were uh, putting out misinformation on Facebook. And then they were having, <laughs> of course, they were having uh, other people who were not crazy show them facts and evidence, which proved that the conspiracy theories that they were um, spouting out there were completely and utterly false. Not liking uh, being confronted with evidence and truth, uh, these folks, the conspiracy theorists, uh, right-wingers, uh, have decided to create their own social media platform, Parler. That, to me, is where this gets really dangerous. Because now um, that spread of misinformation is completely unchecked um, by actual truth or evidence. And these people can go further and further down the rabbit hole of misinformation. So uh, with that, I bring you this week's column. Uh, called Further Down the Rabbit Hole. I'm not going to lie to you. It's one of my favorites. It's, I think, one of the best things I've written in a while. Uh, I, I know it's, uh, it might be a bit depressing, but I hope you really enjoy it. So with that, Further Down the Rabbit Hole. Will you walk into my parlor, said the spider to the fly. The spider and the fly, Mary Howitt, 1829. So I may or may not have been having a somewhat contentious debate with a conservative friend of mine on Facebook recently. Okay, okay, I know. Online altercations never solve a damn thing. But as she kept retweeting Trump in order to perpetuate false claims of rampant voter fraud, I couldn't help but ask her what evidence she had seen to lead her to this mind-numbing conclusion and where she had derived such inscrutable information. After pointing out the humorously egregious factual errors, recantations, and sheer improbabilities in the fine piece of journalism she sent me from the New York Post, and then debunking her entire theory with the unequivocal statement from our nation's own intelligence agencies that no widespread voter fraud had occurred and that this had been the safest election in our nation's history, she simply kicked over the game board, picked up her things, and went home. And by that witty metaphor, I mean she publicly announced she was leaving Facebook and moving her social media to Parler. And she's not alone. Barraged in recent days with these pesky things called facts that are deleterious to their insulated bubble of misinformation, 10 million conservatives outraged at social media outlets like Facebook or Twitter would take the unconscionable measures of actually fact-checking their verbal vomit of untruth, have taken to parlor so that they can go right on spreading their lies without anyone having the unmitigated audacity to point out to them that the nonsense they are regurgitating simply isn't true. And that's when shit gets really dangerous. Now, before I even begin on Parler itself and the inherent dangers it poses, let me deflate here and now these claims that having companies like Facebook do fact-checking is paramount to censorship. Pressed into the unfortunate position of having to stem the tide of social media propaganda after having done nothing to stop the spread of false information that probably cost Hillary Clinton the election in 2016 and gave us the bloated warthog in the first place, these private companies not only have the right, but arguably the moral obligation to restrict the material that flows across their platforms. They are not taking away anyone's free speech to say whatever they want, but that doesn't mean they have to give them a platform to do so either. They have a right to set parameters for truthfulness and do not owe you a vehicle for disseminating false information. Demanding that they do so is like walking into your local television station and asserting that you have the right to your own daytime television show. Though that is probably how Oprah got her start. But along came Parler, offering a safe haven for all the conspiracy theories the world could hope to offer, all without anyone there to call bullshit on, well, bullshit. Want to know one way to tell that what you're believing is a crazy batshit conspiracy theory? 
You have to go to a platform that refuses to do fact-checking and feeds you a steady diet proffered up by an insulated community of like-minded wackos. Oh wait, that's not entirely true. Parler does do some fact-checking. Turns out the fact-checking is censorship website recently deleted the posts and accounts of some mischievous liberals who decided to have some fun at their expense and expose them for what they really are. A bunch of hypocritical assholes peddling harmful conspiracy theories to a highly susceptible population that has clearly watched The Matrix just one too many times. In the end, if you have to run to the cover of a completely biased right-wing social media platform in order to protect your fragile little beliefs from the questioning and scrutiny of open-minded people who think for themselves and come armed with things like evidence and facts, then you should know that you have fallen too far down the rabbit hole and have bumped your head so considerably that you have woken to believing some seriously dangerous and deranged shit. I mean, have all the rest of you found yourself scratching your head recently wondering how in hell people believe some of this nonsense? Seriously, these people will believe absolutely anything, all without any evidence whatsoever. Tom Hanks is a pedophile who drinks the blood of children. Check. Denver International Airport, <laughs> International Airport stands above an underground city which serves as the headquarters of the New World Order? Sure, why not? The Sandy Hook school shooting was all an elaborate hoax used to propose gun legislation. Of course it was. Locked away from the shining light of truth in the darkest recesses of the internet, these conspiracy theories take root precisely because there is no one there to expose them. But despite having no basis in the actual factual world, these conspiracy theories do have real-world impacts. Not believing that COVID is real, thinking that Trump is a savior sent to end pedophilia, denying mass shootings and global warming. These keep us from addressing the very real troubles we face together, both as a nation and as a global community. But since folks are so ready to believe conspiracy theories over the truth that stands right before them, even when research and evidence tells them otherwise, let me try weaving a little conspiracy theory of my own. Get your tinfoil hats and everything ready, because here it goes. Seizing upon an undereducated and gullible populace, a foreign entity, let's say Russia for this case, begins intentionally disseminating false information and conspiracy theories in order to distract the public from the institutional policy decisions being made at the highest levels of government. Sowing unfounded doubt in our nation's government, they manipulate the mistrust of government to convince the poor and uneducated to vote against their own economic interests, all in the name of electing an outsider, one who would eliminate corruption and drain the swamp. But lo and behold, Beneath that sheep's clothing lies a wolf who shackles him with debt in order to give tax breaks to his friends, all while dismantling the very institutions used to rein in his power and blatant self-interest. Some are aware of the ruse, but this just creates further rancor and discord among the already strained populace. The gloating foreign entity just sits back laughing, watching the whole dumpster fire burn, knowing they have turned a once great nation into a rubble of chaos. Oh, crap. Who am I kidding? No one will believe this. It's got way too much truth in it. All right, folks. Thanks a lot. We'll be back next Thursday with next week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less.